Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this year's Cinematic Universe Cuppy Awards. <laughs> the 2023 Cuppies. Can you believe we made it? Yes, it's the it's well, no, it's, it's the first it's the first year that I I, I feared we wouldn't. <laughs> it has it has been one of those. Um, obviously, I'm James Hunt. I'm hosting this episode. Joining me is Reese Williamson. <laughs> I'm Joe Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's fallen so far down the pecking order; he doesn't even. We know do our longevity. When to come in anymore, that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> come on. But now, so I wasn't sure what to say at the top of this episode. So uh, I asked ChatGPT to write us a script. Right. Um, so it's also, it's written bits for you two as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to say the intro and you guys are going to, I'm going to paste you guys your lines. Okay. So get yep. ready for that. If you, if you get a signal up on your phone, I'll, uh, I'll send you the lines when you're ready to say them. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2023 Cinematic Universe Cuppies Awards, the show where we dive cape first into the superhero realm of TV and movies from 2023. I'm your host, James, joined by my incredible sidekicks, Joe and Reese. Guys, are you ready to unleash our superpowers of judgment and fun tonight? Now, Joe, you're next, so I'm just going to pace you your line. Absolutely, James. I've been practicing my superhero landing all week for this. My knees are killing me, but it's totally worth it. And Reese. And I've been working my mind ring right my my no, okay. We're gonna take that again. <clears throat> and I've been working my mind reading abilities. Spoiler alert, our audience is in for a treat. Tonight we're ranking some of the best in superhero entertainment. We've got capes, we've got quips, and we've even got that one side character everyone inexplicably loves more than the main hero. Sorry, main heroes, you know how it is. But let's not forget the highlight of the night, the Cuppies Hall of Fame. This is where we induct a superhero so iconic they make wearing underwear over their pants look cool. Uh, Joe, this is going to be your line. Or, in some cases, make not wearing pants at all somehow acceptable. Looking at you, certain duck-themed heroes. But let's not keep our listeners waiting any longer. Strap in, activate your jet boots, or just hitch a ride on a mythical hammer. However you get around in your superhero life. And let's get this show on the road! All right, folks, without further ado, let the, let the Cinematic Universe Cuppies Awards begin. Oh, God. It's good. I, I thought it was very professional. Yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do that every week? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's just, listen, we're a year, we're a year away from a, a, a chat GPT just learning our voices and just doing all <laughs> just this doing by itself that. anyway. <laughs> so, fuck, man. The, so the first, the first thing we're going to do, the same thing as <clears> last year, we're going to quickly go through our rankings of every new release that we covered this year. Um, we have all decided on seven movies, on the ranking of seven movies. Uh, we will talk about them at their highest point. Well, it's movies and TV, right, James? Movies and TV, yeah, you're right. Um, j- just because there weren't that many movies we covered this year. And almost, I'll go first. 
uh, my seventh place movie, and this probably comes as no surprise to you guys, is The Flash. Which, honestly, I've put it here because I still haven't watched it. So I can't, <laughs> can't in good conscience, rank it. <laughs> That'll do it. You can't in good conscience rank it, but you have ranked it at last. <laughs> <laughs> not sure that's how that works. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's, what's your seventh? Uh, my seventh is... Uh, so actually, my seventh and sixth I found very difficult to separate, um, and this one, and I ended up separating them based on the fact that this was longer in terms of total minutes. So my number seven <laughs> is Secret Invasion. <laughs> yes. As is mine. <laughs> okay, just just so I check, is the Flash any higher than sixth for either of you guys? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Um, it's not. i think secret invasion was the worst thing that i watched this year tv or movies yeah i i had secret invasion six because it was interminable incompetent and made me reconsider watching all dramatic Mm. television like as a medium it just felt like especially in retrospect felt like such a, a disaster that unraveled as it went along because the first episode is not good but not completely without merit and at the time wasn't completely without promise Mm -hmm. um but clearly that wasn't the show that they ended up making and and you know just it just had the horrible horrible whiff of a show that had been like thrown into the shredder halfway through and we got to watch what was left because it, yeah. it, you know, the the way that the episodes got shorter as it went as they went along, that you know, threads that felt like that they might be important in the opening couple of episodes just never really coalesced. The fact that Sam Jackson's performance seemed more and more phoned in as it went along, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was bad. It was real bad, and. As I say, I don't think it was the only real bad thing that was released this year, but um, <laughs> there was it, more. the longest of the it very t- bad yes, things. It it took up more of my time than I wished it had. Yeah, I think it's especially stark as well to see to see Samuel L. Jackson a few weeks later in the Marvels, like giving it a really good go, and you're like, oh, this is the guy I was hoping to see. Like yeah, and the, just the guy you know, with charisma and comic timing and acting ability, as opposed to the sort of dour figure that slept walked through Secret Invasion. And I, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think this was the most disappointing thing of the year, as well as it, like yeah, as well as being better, the yeah. as well as being the and I, this is a it's a it's a crap phrase, but the objectively worst. It, you know, it was also <laughs> the most disappointing, which makes it even even worse because this. You know, a, 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 if, if three years ago on, on, you'd, you'd been pitched or you could sort of click your fingers and, and imagine a Secret Invasion Marvel TV series, six episode series starring Sam Jackson um, and, and Kingsley Benadir and Ben Mendelsohn and, and Amelia Clark, like that sounds like it, that sounds so good. That sounds like it would be really, really good. One of the best things of the year. And that it was so, yeah, so turgid and just, in, and just incompetent and just sort of nothing it was just nothing it was, you know i can't even i can't even remember it i, I can remember almost nothing from it now 
Well, that's it. When uh, you said Ben Mendelsohn, then I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> he was in. Yeah, it. yeah. Like what? A, what a shame. You know what a just what a what a shame. What a shame. Whereas there's other stuff that was also properly crap. I mean, most most let's let's not beat around the bush. That this list of seven for me is five crap things, and and Ooh. and two one good thing and one. Yeah, no, two good things, but five. It's just been a bad year. It's been not it's been I, a bad year. I, I my my list has three distinct tiers. <laughs> okay, well, we'll but yes, we will it was it was that. it was a bad year. It was a bad year for superhero movies and TV shows, quality wise, critically, commercially. Like it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> So, Joe, what did you have at position six on your list? Uh, position six, uh, based purely on it is shortened Secret Invasion, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay. Uh, Reese, what was sixth on yours? Same. <laughs> so, again, I think if if I had actually seen The Flash, we might have had similar lists, because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is fifth on mine. Mm. Um, which means we can talk about a movie that, again made me reconsider the the whole experiment of connected universes because I found myself watching that thinking if I'm supposed to care about any of this going forward I I just don't know if I can I think for me the moment when Modoc turns up and it's Darren Cross with a blurry shitty CGI face floating in a blurry shitty CGI set I just thought, why am I in this cinema? Surely there's better things I can be doing with my life. Yeah. Um, I I chose watching that movie for the podcast overseeing Avatar on the big screen. And um, I, I, the fact that I still remember that um, <laughs> speaks volumes about the amount that I regret that decision. Um, referring back to my letterbox review at the time, I wrote, try Kevin Feige for war crimes against cinema, an insult to its audience and an adhere in blockbuster filmmaking. Um, and I still believe that. I think it is, yeah, I, I've never felt so, I've never felt so insulted as an audience member as I did sitting watching that movie that felt so tossed off on a script level, on an effects level, um, performances uh, the performances being the least of those but and especially you know coming from we talk about the disappointment of secret invasion for me the disappointment of i don't think the ant-man movies are perfect and i don't think they are like the best in the mcu but i like the first two ant-man movies and what i like the most about them is the clarity of the action how peyton reed has a point of view of i have two characters here who get really little or really big and um, I can do fun action stuff with that and the the geography of the action in the Ant-Man movies was always superior to what we saw in other stuff the to, 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 to take Peyton Reed I presume at gunpoint and say here look we've got the technology from the Mandalorian now fucking use it you, you've You've got a blurry orange and purple world where there is no sense of scale for anything. Now take your characters for whom scale is the most important thing and shoot action with them inside of that. Just just a, a mind-boggling decision. Um, add to that the whole kind of the whole Jonathan Majors aspects 
you know, the, the, which in retrospect is worse. I don't think we knew that, you know, we obviously didn't know that Jonathan Majors was going to get fired at that point, but I don't think we knew about the allegations against him. But it felt like a weird thing to be doing Kang in an Ant-Man movie when they announced it. And then when we saw it, it felt like, well, Jonathan Majors is trying his best here, but you, you've just shown your major new Marvel threat as easily defeatable by Ant-Man. Yeah. He dies at the end. You know, or, or yeah. least they, he, they could have, and they still might sort of say that he did die. He could have obviously not died, but, but yeah, Ant-Man, Ant-Man just punches him a few times and yeah. that's the end of the movie. Oh no, the end of the movie was the bit that made me the maddest, which is the kind of Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd walking down the street. Skipping yeah. around. And the joke is, oh, the, the movie you just watched, it didn't matter at all. Uh, and I, knew, I mean, I knew that on, a, on, a, on an emotional and intellectual level, I'd felt that. But then to have the movie go, oh, oh yeah, we knew it too. <laughs> we, we know that this sucked and didn't matter uh, and and was a waste of your time too. And uh, ha ha, you're the you're the idiot for sitting here for sitting here for two hours. Um, was yeah. was 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 a real was a real pang. Uh, I think for um, me, yeah, Kang Pang. For me, Kang, one Kang. of the one of the worst things about it was the the very definite sense I got that none of these actors were ever in the same room together. Yeah, like to the point where sort I don't of believe that Bill Murray met yeah. anyone. Right, two thirds of the way through, I was sort of thinking, was this filmed like as a COVID thing? Because people, there's like just such minimal interaction between people, apparently by choice. It's it's so weird. Hmm. Yeah, I hated it. Truly, truly hated it. The more I I think about it, the worse it gets. I disliked. I I'll be honest. I disliked it more than Secret Invasion. I was just really, really bored and had more of my time wasted by Secret Invasion. That's the only reason it sits above it. And probably that it's a movie rather than a TV show. And I I I, I prefer watching movies. At least it at least it looks more expensive most of the time. Um, do you think okay. we see Ant Man again? You know, sidebar, but. <laughs> Yeah, because Paul, whether... Paul yeah. Rudd was doing his Paul Rudd thing. He was fine. Whether we see an Ant-Man movie again, I'd be very no. surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Okay, uh, Joe, what was fifth on your list? Oh, great question. Fifth on my list, based on having a longer running time than the film at number four, <laughs> is The Flash. Okay, Reese. Uh, the Flash was higher for me, so I had the Marvels at at five. Okay, fourth on my list was Loki. Oh, Wait, fourth? Oh. No, we're doing fifth, right? No, I, I already oh, did fifth. Fifth, fifth right. was Ant Man for me. Right. So fourth um, on my list was Loki. Joe. Uh, fourth on my list is the Marvels. Reese. Loki for me. Okay, so we're talking so... Loki. Have you We've all Loki named Loki, higher? so we're talking Loki. We've all named Loki, okay. We've all... Oh, no, wait, no, I had Loki higher. Yeah. I was going to say, you've got Loki higher. <laughs> <laughs> so, third, third for me is the Marvels. There you go. Right, now, we've, now we've all named the now, Marvels. Let's now the Marvels. we've all yes. named the Marvels, yeah. Which, again, I think had a lot of promise. Um, it For me, I could tell this movie had been cut to pieces, 
Mm-hmm. But the the strength of the performances and the sort of quality of the I don't want to say story, but the oh, the set. I, I was, the, I was, I was trying sets, to guess. Was trying to guess yeah. what you were going to say. The the sets <laughs> and the story. visuals and the to some extent <laughs> the jokes kept kept me going through the film. Mm. Like it was in its way, it had some inventive stuff and. I think mm. invention is sorely lacking throughout most of the list so far. Mm. Just the charisma mm. of the of the cast <laughs> of two thirds of the cast. Get me going. One third of the cast. I mean, I could have, I could have guessed that we would have had, you know, that what James, you have it third, I have it fourth, Reese has it fifth. That that tracks based on our discussion of yeah, the movie yeah. it yeah the the longer it sat with me the 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 more it has soured because i think i had like a passable time watching it um and i was like well at least you know it was fast it was brief like i did, thought the ending was bad when i saw it and yeah, hated yeah, the yeah. post credits but um yeah i kind of was like mildly amused enough by spending time with that iman Vellani performance and you know that yeah there was some different stuff in there so there was the musical section that should have been bigger <laughs> and fully committed instead of half baked and there was the mm-hmm. there was the weird cat swallowing stuff which was weird and different i'm not sure good but at least it was like oh okay that's what they're doing um <laughs> but yeah i i i i do think it is a and I, I, I don't blame Nia DaCosta for this. I blame the the way it had clearly been hacked to pieces. Who knows whether there was a better film hiding in there? I don't know. But like, I had this as like a, a two and a half star movie, um, which is what I had the Flash as well, and literally had it had it a, a notch above. I think I did probably enjoy it a little bit more, um, but but yeah, uh, there's. Again, I felt like there was certain stuff in there that I, I, I did feel again a little bit condescended to as an audience member. Like this will do, this this will do. <laughs> I, pay I do. You'll pay for this movie, right? It's it's got it's got mm. the character you wanted, and A kind of connects to B, kind of connects to C. You can see the start and the middle of the end of the story. Um, yeah, we haven't really properly established a lot of this stuff. We haven't put the work into many of the characters. She's going to fly through the sun at the end and that, or fly like set, set a planet alight. <laughs> it just makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I think for me, the fact that it was fun took it a long way because, like you say, it wasn't materially any better than the likes of uh, Love and Thunder. But it didn't have but, that that sort of slog aspect to it. It just was short and upbeat, and then it was over. <laughs> I do wonder, though, like if you take the exact same movie and you put a less charismatic performer than Aman Vellani into the same exact thing, say that Ms. Marvel character is actually, I don't know... Um, Say that's, say, oh yeah, say that's Valkyrie or that's America Chavez or it's Ironheart from the, you know these mm. like supporting female characters that they've introduced in in recent movies. If it's any of those 
characters, performers. Is this movie in any <laughs> yeah, way no, fun? It's, a, it's, is, an, it's is, a nightmare. Is, is it tolerable even? And I, I, I think probably not. Yeah, that's fair. Do you guys have? Is this? Is it worse than Love and Thunder? I'm just sort of doing that. No, thought no. At the moment. no, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but it's not good. I think that yeah, you know, we we're, we are we are just splitting hairs with this stuff. You know, when you talked about two tier, three tiers, Joe. I guess this. I guess it's uh, Ant Man and Secret Invasion at that bottom tier. Probably yeah. this a couple this, of movies like, in that this Loki in the Flash in the middle. Yeah, and then there's just a ch- but it, but it's yeah I, I I have trouble I you know they're barely distinguishable uh, and 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 from crap like you know Black Adam and Shazam and and uh, <laughs> which I get which which aren't on this Black, list. Black right? Adam shouldn't, was shouldn't Black Adam was 2022. We shouldn't right, be acknowledging right, it. Recent shit. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it's, it should all be better. I don't know. Yes, Iman Villani was in this one. Uh, and Chris Hemsworth was in the Thor movie, and I guess he's all right sometimes. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think should should be that. better is definitely the uh, watchword for this year. Yeah, I, I I've revised my list since watching this, and it, it's um, as I say, it's gone down in my estimation. I have so I have Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Dead Bottom at thirty third. I think unless I've missed anything, that's the that's very bottom um thor love and thunder is 32 uh as oh, wow. for, for context um and i have this at 29 hmm. okay it's possible the context of this year makes it seem better than it is to me yeah yeah because <laughs> a lot of what i saw this year was an absolute horrendous mm trash but like at, um, at, at 28 i've got iron man 2 and i think that there's more stuff in iron man 2 that i would like you know it's got it's got the yeah. robert downey jr performance still in it it's got and it's got sam rockwell it's got my sam boy. rockwell it's got my boyard uh i've got t- 27 i've got okay. far from home and that i've got jake gyllenhaal doing mysterio and i've got yeah that's you fair. know kind of a, a charismatic cast from top to bottom Mm-hmm. 26 i've got multiverse of madness which at least has you know like raimi's d- direction and yeah i mean but but we are talking about you know a bunch of movies there that i don't think are very good <laughs> um and yeah i have the marvels kind of because again it just feels chopped to pieces and like and, and that whether marvel movies in the past were chopped to pieces which i'm sure they were they never felt you know a lot of them didn't feel like they were like Eternals is a flawed movie, right? But it feels like a, mm. a, co- a cohesive movie, thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Joe, what was third on your list? Uh, third on my list is Loki, season two. So now we've all mentioned Loki. Um. So the the reason it's higher than those other things for me, um, is, uh, I. Really dug the finale. I just, I genuinely did. I thought it was in isolation a good episode of television. Um, I've, I've, I kind of like have that dragging it up to like a, around a three star TV show. Um, I, I think, <clears throat> again, like charismatic performers in it. I'd like spending time with Mobius. Um, and. Um, and I think crucially for me, and probably why I have it higher than the two of you is, 
I didn't hate Victor Timely. Jesus. <laughs> so there was like there was a there was a couple of episodes in the middle there that I didn't hate, and so um, and and yeah, and I just thought that for for a, sh- a show that was under par for most of the season, um, the fact that they stuck the landing was so staggering to me that I was like, do you know what? It that that gets it above those other two. I I can't forgive its flaws for like the eight minutes at the end that are actually good. I like the whole and finale I like the for end. what it's worth. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked the finale less than you guys. I like also like the first season le- definitely less than you guys. Um, no, I, d- so, I, didn't, and I, think... I didn't really like the first season either. No, okay, no. But but um, but James, you did right. You you, you stuck by. I that. started off loving it, and by the end, yeah. I was furious with it to yeah, the point okay, where I almost didn't watch this series. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah. Th- I guess this season was a bit less like fucked than the other stuff we've been talking about, uh, but it just it just wasn't very good. Um, but yeah. less kind of incompetent and incoherent. Uh, I guess just for me, the story that it, that it it does it is able to tell just wasn't that interesting. And then I just think Tom Hiddleston with his stupid hair flips and and the the whole you know the the finale that that. The the show just it wasn't about him for the most of the season, and then all of a sudden in the finale, it it decided it actually was always a blokey story, and he was mm-hmm. you know in and this was the this was the narrative and the arc we were telling all along, and I just didn't buy it, uh, and that annoyed me a bit because it it was yeah it was trying to sort of spin a, a season of TV uh, out of one that you hadn't watched and that they hadn't made, um, <laughs> yeah, which definitely. is not good TV making in my humble view. Um, but you know, visually, yes, visually, it was, it was pretty sort of coherent. It looked nice. It looked expensive. I mean, that's that's oh. always been the strength of Loki: is the production design yeah. and, to some extent, the score are both yeah. so good yeah. they almost compensate for the fact that everything else about it is fucking stupid. I know. I know. They, Nelson, they I introduced think, that you know, new it, canteen set. It, it, it was the canteen? <laughs> Remember the canteen? Yeah, the, I mean, they went there twice in episodes. So. <laughs> Remember the squishy cube, guys? That was fun. That was fun for an episode. They had this cube that could squish. Yeah. Uh, we all loved, what was his name? We all loved the, um, what was the character's name? You know, Raphael or something? Right? What's his face? What's his name? Yeah. Stevie. I don't know. He was fun. Point um, proved. Point proved, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but not good. Not good. <laughs> And I will, uh, I will return everyone to my major criticism of the show, and that is the big puffy lapels on um, Tom Hiddleston's jacket that were, were stupid. Why were they so puffy? Well, he just—he clearly has like a Hiddleston just has a way he wants to look on screen, which you got you kind of you respect, right? He—that's with all the hair flips. That is a guy who knows his angles, his light. He knows. Again, he knows how he wants to appear. So, the, you know, again, the fact that he was wearing like an excess, uh, you know, an extra small women's white shirt for, again, the majority of the season, that's, you know, that's a, cho- it's a choice he's made. You've got to respect the choice. Even if it's one that I, if I made that in my day to day life, I would be, I would be sent home from arrest. Yeah. I would be, I would be. Yeah. <laughs> my nipple would actually probably in the once the once it goes below six degrees, it would just pierce the the, the material. Even even if it was a really nicely woven shirt, it would just be just too tight for me. It's, it, on me, it's too tight. Well, with that image, let's move on to uh, <laughs> what was what was third for you, Reese. Third for me was the Flash. 
Okay, so this is the final mention of The Flash. Um, um, again, I can't I, say uh, anything because I boycotted this movie on moral grounds. <laughs> I'm not just putting this here because, obviously, and I, I suspect we'll get to it, I did say that this film would make a billion dollars last, last, <laughs> uh, last year's. You have, always backed make... <laughs> you have always backed it. I'll say that much. I, I mean, really, I, I, probably if I didn't, I mean, I don't know if you were going to mention it, you probably were, but uh, really I've, I've, uh, I've, I've mentioned it now. I didn't need to. It's been said. We, we, we're not going to drag that over coals. Um, yeah, I sort of, I, 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 yeah, unlike the other stuff we've talked about so far, The Flash, I just about, I just about enjoyed, uh, when I watched it is the best I can say about it. Uh, and that's true in, in memory as well. Yes, there's the moral piece with Ezra Miller. Uh, I guess I was able to forget a, just forget about that. <laughs> so that's 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 on me. Um, I liked the banter between the two Barrys in that first chunk. I like there's that one really cool fight scene with Batman, um, which I enjoyed. And then I guess the yeah no the last act's pretty stinky, but. Uh, yeah, it was far. It was it was fine. I enjoyed this one. I guess maybe in the same way that James, you had fun at the, the for the Marvels. I had fun with the Flash enough, uh, and oh, and maybe part of that is that because it's not the MCU, so you you don't you know there isn't that baggage <laughs> on it as an audience member, right? You just you, you just don't. I just don't give a shit as much about the DC extended universe. Rest in power. Um, so <laughs> fine, uh, but I like I yes I liked this. I liked this enough. It was fun. I it mean, was, I can I can sort of believe that you enjoyed it on that level. Not least because when when we went through well, the when we went through the ordeal that was Justice League, I remember thinking, "Oh, I actually I quite enjoy Ezra Miller's energy," and obviously hmm. that has proven to be a staggering misjudgment. But yeah. <laughs> on screen, at least, I can imagine yeah. I would have been engaged by it. So, well, yeah, so all the I, people in his I, cult like his energy. That's the trick he's playing. Allegedly, allegedly. I I always struggled with his performance in Justice League, and yeah, you you kind of get two for the price of one in this. Like I said, I I think we we talked about this in the episode, but the the. All of the allegations against Ezra Miller, the fact that there routinely seem to be plot points that would remind you of them in the film, um, were were not great. Um, and so I, I I couldn't shake it watching the movie. Um, I do think the movie is it, it would have been ahead of the Marvels were it not for like the final half hour, which is truly disastrous. Um, it just like dramatically inert and then ugly and um it, illogical narratively with the decision they make at the end which is the lesson that he's learned in the movie is to do the same thing again um and then there's all of the stuff with you know Christopher Reeve and the Modeling a CG flash after a real after a real actor and yeah, just that that whole the George Clooney bit in the end, yeah, it's it's grim. It doesn't make any sense, and um, yeah, the the final half hour is is just bad enough for me to go. And and like as I say, it's it it's it's round about the Marvels for me in terms of total quality, but it's a little bit longer, so 
<laughs> put it below. <laughs> okay. Um, so in second position, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap here and say, have we all got Guardians three in second position? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I do. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't rewatched Guardians three since it came out. Um, I'm fairly interested in revisiting it. What I remember at the time was this movie feels complete and standalone in a way mm. that most MCU movies haven't for a while. Like it did actually feel like the choices in this movie concerned this movie, not how is this movie going to interact with, you know, 18 others coming down the line. Yeah. Um, I would and I really that appreciated mostly. that about it after, after the previous few. Yeah, and it yeah. just it, it it had a story, you know. It 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 just had a, had stories to tell with the main characters. Um, there were there was there's, there was some, there's lots of emotional kind of hand holding or the you know or wringing out of stuff with the rocket storyline. Of course, fine. Uh, but James Gunn's always done a bit of that. Quite he's quite sentimental, very sentimental. Um, and yeah, it looked great. Like it, you know, it looked expensive, but you kind of got your money's worth with. You know, there's that wonderful. There's that great sequence on the on the um, was it like a, the plastic world. I can't remember now. The the very colourful <laughs> one that was great, and it's you know full of imagination um, and and a reminder of what we you know of, of what we kind of loved about that first movie, for at least for me. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, against all the odds, you know, probably even if like imagine if that movie had come at the end of this year after all the shit and all the crap it would have it would have been a breath of fresh air but in some ways it's <clears throat> in some ways it's it was kind of made in the same in the same mix as, as all this other stuff we've been talking about and the fact that it's as good as it is and and a good kind of conclusion of the trilogy and it sticks the landings of some of these characters but still leaves doors open but not in an exploitative way i don't think brings you know kind of re- regenerates chris pratt a bit after you know just a lot of like you know five odd years of shit like you know <laughs> it's just doing a lot of stuff that we ought to, we, we we should give it credit for now uh, you know is it perfect no is it better than the first film no, no. um is it is it as good as avengers endgame or you know no sure it's not you know it's not on that top 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 list of marvel stuff at least for me but um pretty darn good and it's hard to it's hard to do a number three in general and this was a pretty good one of those and not just a good not just a good number three a good number 32 right or these things are hard. These things are hard, and we've learned this year that these things are hard. And this was a good one. Uh, and it might that might be an even more surprising diamond in the rough in the in the years to come. We'll see. Yep. good fun movie. Yeah, I, I I think it's good. I think it has some things that are going for it that are a lot better than others. I think the sentimentality in it broadly works. Um, it's funny, yeah. I do feel like it's it's doing its own, it's doing its own thing. It's more that the MCU baggage it has is stuff it brings into it rather than stuff it's taking out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and and you know even even stuff that it, that James gonna set up for himself. Like, did we need to do Adam Warlock? I don't I don't <laughs> know that Adam Warlock added anything to that movie. Um, and the the Gamora stuff felt whilst I think Gunn did a good job with it in, in the movie itself, it felt 
frustrating that it couldn't she she just couldn't be a member of the team and be the character that we'd watched before. But I think Zoe Saldana is good and that the you know they probably did as well with the situation as they could have done. High Evolutionary was a, a good villain, a great performance. Um I liked all the rocket stuff. I I like spending time with most of those characters. I agree it was the best thing that Chris Pratt has done in forever. Um I did have uh, did have a few problems with it. You know, one I know I I mentioned this at the time. I think it's uh I think that you know, and I've I've had problem. I'd had this similar problem with James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, but I think just the the violence at the end and the way that he he meets out violence to um, some of the other characters and kind of grisly ends on some characters kind of flies in the face of we need to save every every little animal at the end, um, which bothered me a little bit, um, but. That those are minor complaints. I think overall, it's a it's a solid MCU movie. I, d- I don't think I'd revisit it as quickly as I would the first. Um, it's probably it's probably more co- coherent in the story it's telling than the second. Um, and yeah, so it was a it was a it was a, a a good decent MCU movie and something that I didn't say on the podcast when we recorded it, but I messaged you guys straight after I saw it was um, it was, it was a movie that I think Seb would have loved and that, you know, I'd have loved to have talked to him about and that I would, that I found myself thinking about him a lot whilst I was watching the film, Um, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, was a, you know, it's nice to do that. So that I will, I would, Use that as a as a mark in its favor as well. <laughs> well, speaking of movies that Seb would have loved, <laughs> number one I assume on all our lists was uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. And if you had said to me your top movie of twenty twenty three, your top superhero movie of twenty twenty three will be a Sony release, I would have laughed. <laughs> and yet. Like, it's not just as good as the first. It might even be better. Certainly, it's as innovative as the first, Uh, which, for me, like, that was the thing I was worried we were going to lose, is, like, the the way it was going new places with animation and being very confident in its aesthetic. Aside from the fact that it's only half a story, and, you know, if we've learned anything from sequels that get cut in half, it could all go wrong in the second part. Uh, I just think it's incredible that they made a movie this good following up the first one, which was, let's be fair, one of the best Spider-Man films ever. I really, really like this movie, and I, I don't... And so I'm worried that what I, what I will say... what <laughs> the thing, The things that I think that are interesting to say about it skew more negative because i think that mm-hmm. it 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 has been so so it is such a good movie and it's its merits are obvious and so yeah it does it does look 
incredible. It is a step up visually from the first movie significantly. And the first movie was a, a film that was doing something really different to begin with. Um, the you know the, the the animation of the Gwen Stacy segment at the start, some of the characters, the um, you know um, what's his face Spider Punk, the animation of that character is it just so good. The two D papyrus vulture at the start. There's there's loads of incredible all of the spot animation and some of the ingenuity with those fight sequences. The fun little Lego bit. It's it's great. It looks incredible. For me, it is a a like significant step away from the first movie because of that. Because it is half a movie, and the first movie is just for me just this perfect object that tells that story so well. And when you you have that triumphant moment in the in the the second half with. Um, you know, when Miles is falling upside down um, in his new costume for the first time and really nailing that anyone could be a superhero and telling that kind of, you know, well-trodden story in a, in, in a, in a new way. This, this film doesn't have that moment for me. It's not as funny as the first film. Um, yeah, so the first film for me is a perfect object. This is this is a a good film that might end up being half of a great film. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, I was. I remember being annoyed at the end. In this, in, you know, even though I was one of the ones who, you know, because there were those stories. Some, lots of people just didn't know it was it was sort of part one of two, right? Because uh, it wasn't billed as that. Um, <laughs> so even though you know that's coming, <laughs> even though you know that's coming, it I just it wasn't the ending annoyed me. It did, and uh, you know you got to trust you got to trust your the feelings that you have with these things and the, the first time you watch them. But the other thing that I think I experienced in watching it the first time around, which has made it grow in my esteem, is oh god, god, thank you, phrase, god, no, I take that back. <laughs> Makes me think it's better now. Is that I remember watching it and going. Oh yeah, this is sort of just like the first, um, uh, you know, and I'm having, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but you know, similar to the first, st- stylistically. Whereas actually, then I, I watched the first one a few weeks after watching the second one, and you, you, if you realise actually quite how how much more advanced the second film is, and how much more, st- again, more ambitious, more stylish, more stylized, how many more different different styles are are in the film versus the first one, and it's 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 significant, significant, significant. Um, which which I think makes it even much, uh, you know a good chunk more of an achievement um, than I had the first time I watched it, and maybe even than when we recorded the episode. Um, and yeah, even though I even though the ending has softened for me, and it's kind of the the in the what it sets up, and just the the kind of twist, but not you know it's kind of a cliffhanger, but it's more it's more a twist ending, I suppose. Or, you know, much for muchness, but. It's very exciting, and it does get you juice for the for the follow up, but not in a way that's like you kind of you want to see it tomorrow, and you're annoyed that you can't see it tomorrow. So that's that's quite a delicate balance, which they the they, part they, of they, the, they do well. The part of the but end that made story. me yeah, most most story. juiced for the follow up was, oh, here is the team we're going to follow in the next movie. It's all yeah. of the characters I like from the first movie plus Spider Punk. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And that movie, but it's not, as we it's know, not a story. As yeah. we know, that that follow up movie is due out in uh, March this year. So, 
Do we do we think we'll see it before 2026? No. Because I don't. No. I don't know if you guys saw, but Jake Johnson was um, out there in the news uh, within the last couple of days saying he wasn't sure if he was returning for the third movie. Mm. He was like, if they want me back, I'll absolutely come back. And it's like, I don't know if that's just very good smoke screens or if they genuinely haven't recorded the dialogue for it yet, but... Or, or, or dude wants to make sure his contract is right. <laughs> yeah, but they obviously, you know, in hindsight, they just—it was just such a mistake for them to ever. And this is, you know, this is that again that balancing act of pre-announcing movies, which you have to do. That's part of the marketing. But if they'd have just announced we're making a sequel to Spider Verse, it's called uh, Across uh, the Spider Verse, right? I mean, it yeah. did. If it they just did, had announced it, it did really well commercially. No, uh, sure, sure, sure. And for, for this, for the for the for this type of conversation that we're having now, yeah. Uh, but I, I think it, yeah. I, the only thing I think they were missing was being a bit more overt about part one. But again, you wonder would it have made less money if they'd have done if they'd have put part. I, th- I one think on that's what the happened. They got cold feet on the idea. Um, although I do think it's it's a little cheeky to have such a cliffhanger. And even to have half a story, but I don't know. Do you, but then do you June, think, um, June did it as well, didn't it? June. Do you think I, I still haven't seen the movie, so no, no spoilers for it, please? But um, do you think Dead Reckoning Part One, which was a little bit of a disappointment at the box office, do you think that Part One had anything to do with that? Yeah, and also having seen the film, it's I think I think you know it's worse than Spider Man um, in the only feeling like half the story. You know, it, you know, it feels like Act One of the story. To be honest, what about what about Fast uh, X? Well, I mean, that's the worst film I saw last year. Uh, that's, 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 that's was worse that's, than that. Man. Is that part of a trilogy now? It keeps getting longer, doesn't it? It's like, it's like Vin, Vin Diesel said, "We'll end with we'll end with Fast Ten, and then went, oh, what if yeah. we split it into three parts?" <laughs> I think that the the unresolved bit of the unresolved nature of that story is is just one of about a hundred things that are awful about the film. So, whereas Mission Impossible and and Spider Man, you go, oh, that's sort of that's a mark against it, but there's loads of marks for these films. Whereas Fast X is just, yeah, the worst film I saw last year it was just a, or a toilet, toilet, awful movie. And I watched a little bit of it last weekend on because uh, it's on Sky Movies now and. And yeah, Jason Momoa's performance is, is is just awful. You know, like maybe even career-alteringly bad, actually. And the fact that he's got to, you know, that he's got to make another one of these fucking movies, probably, maybe. Uh, yeah, sort of. What do they? What do they? What do they do with that? Do they just sort of Jonathan Majors him and I don't know, just recast him and just, just restart the character? I don't know. Yeah, I was Not just sure. looking at my list of films that I saw last year, new releases, and. Yeah, no, it is. It is Ant Man and the Wasp. That's my worst. Did you see Fast X? No, not yet. It's on now TV yeah. though, so it won't be long. I've not watched nine yeah, other we'll Fast movies and not watch Fast X. Ant Man and the Wasp was my Ant Man and the Wasp was my worst new release of last year. Although it did uh, did get the same star rating on my letterbox as Ferrari. So, <gasps> are you serious? I I really I hated Ferrari. So that's much. crazy. That's crazy. No, <laughs> I I, I would so. say Ferrari is technically better made, but not not great. Though that's such an awful take. I did. Sorry, I did take. see. I saw across the Spider Verse 
four times last year, three wow. of which were in the cinema. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Good so, film. Let's bring on the third one. Yeah. You know, uh, I also think last, last, the, my last comment on Spider-Verse, which is that, and maybe James, you don't agree with this. Well, I, I, I don't think you will agree with this. I think it, it, like it's so clearly our number one film of the year, like by a, yeah. by a good margin. Mm-hmm. But I think in almost, I don't know, maybe in almost any other year we've done this podcast, the last seven years, it might, it, there might be other ones in the mix or it might, it, 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 I think it's, it's benefited at least from the process of this podcast and this ranking. It ben, it's benefited from being such a, such a shit year. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it's, you know, as, as I don't we think remember. it deserves to be in the superhero canon at least not yet. I, I, whereas the first movie, I think, does and is. Yeah. Well, I, I think this one's a bit more complicated. I think Across the Spider Verse is a great Spider-Man movie, whereas Into the Spider Verse is a great superhero movie. If that mm. distinction makes sense. Mm. Um, but obviously, I love Spider-Man, so of course I I care. Um, let's not forget Into the Spider Verse lost out to uh, Infinity War in the year it came out. So. Mm. Well. <laughs> In, a, in probably the most controversial decision of the copies, right? Uh, the, yeah. listeners, the listeners decided they were wrong. They did. They did, and they were. It was also up against Black Panther. So it was that but was, also, a, what that would was we, a good year. What would we give for an Infinity War in the MCU now? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Imagine. Fine, maybe in looking back, not as good as Into the Spider-Verse, but pretty fucking good. Imagine, good imagine what Infinity thing. War would be like now in the MCU. Yeah. Phone, phoned in performances by people who have destroyed yeah. their careers with bad movies. Not in the same room as each other, yeah. <laughs> Not in the same room as each other, yeah. So we've got that to look forward to for Avengers 5. Yeah, um, I mean, that's called the Kang Dynasty. It's out in three, it's, yeah, it's out in two and a half years. So get, like, get ready. You're going to love it. Uh, so there were a bunch of movies this year that we all didn't see for various reasons. Superhero fatigue, uh, not wanting to waste our precious lives. Stuff like that. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so I'm calling this Skipped It Corner. Um, just if you saw these movies, feel free to chime in now. Uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I think I'm the only one who saw this. I think I... Honestly, who started... I think I watched this <laughs> in a cinema. Do you, do you I... remember... Shazam fighting a dragon. And I'm, Lucy Liu was there. I'm gonna, I think, I believe I did. Okay. I, I believe I do and I believe I did. Okay, because we never recorded an episode on this. <laughs> I believe I was. <laughs> so my memory of it is that it was around the quality of the Marvels. Um, yeah. It know. keeps looking at me on Now TV. It's now shown up and I, I, I keep looking at it and going... Uh, oh, I don't. I could watch, watch something else. Do you remember, by the way? Remember when they tried to re? They, they got rid of the TV from Now TV, and they did that maybe five years ago. And you know what? We still call it Now TV. Yeah, in the it same way, work. they changed the Channel Four app to be called several different things, and we still call it Four OD. <laughs> now, yeah, now, now, now it's called Channel Four. Yeah, now it's Channel Four. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Um, very memorable. That's a very memorable name for the app. Channel I, Four. I can't, in good conscience, <laughs> recommend anyone watches Shazam: Fury of the Gods. There, there is an especially spoilers for this movie. By the way, there is an especially horrendous Wonder Woman appearance towards the end. 
Oh yeah, that, Which... I did. I did see the movie because I did see that. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. I like, saw that in the cinema screen. For sure. it, to the extent that the one of the best things about Wonder Woman, the score has been devalued, because whenever I hear it, I just think, "Oh God, Gal Gadot is going to turn up and be awful." Can I give you? Can I just throw out? If we're on Wonder Woman, can I just throw out what I've been thinking for about the last ten days or so? And yes, this is TikTok influence. Wonder Woman should. I know who Wonder Woman should be played by. Go on. And it's Dua Lipa. And we're going to move on. <laughs> okay. That's you, it. You spent, That's the tweet. You've been would... TikTok pilled. We're going to send you for re-education. <laughs> I would buy a ticket. Put me. Put me in a camp. I'd yes, she I'd should be Wonder ticket. Woman. She looks like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, that's, that I was about different. to say that's not enough, but that's what Gal Gadot through the role. What, so. what if she just did she a music? Like Wonder Woman. What if she just did a music video in a Wonder Woman costume? Do that instead. Well, I'm, uh, no, I'm, I'm more about the artistic merits of this, of no, this new, no, upcoming franchise. Not. Okay, no, yeah. all right. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, oh, I was going to say that the, the thing you should watch, listen, if you haven't watched Shazam: Fear of the Gods, uh, which is more fun than that. Oh, um, Zachary Levi's like Instagram lives where he talks about how you should see the movie and how it was actually it was actually good and what do the critics know and also do do not get a vaccine do not get a vaccine they are being <laughs> and also how Dwayne Johnson tried to destroy the movie <laughs> yeah yeah there's a guy That's who's fine. not worried about his contract let's say that um, uh, he should be well I guess, no, I guess <laughs> well, there's no contract left actually. is there yeah. especially now no contract left <laughs> Um, oh god what a yeah. funny thing all reference. those movies all those actors nothing all to naught all for... just dust <laughs> dust now right dust for reference had i been ranking this it would have been fourth between the marvels and the Lo- and loki i think maybe maybe I... fifth it would have been around fourth let's say that i think it would have been my fourth as well yes okay um Above did anyone loki. did anyone see blue beetle no, and if but not, I think why not? I... We're supposed to be superhero fans. Why didn't we see Blue Beetle? Um, I guess I, think... I hate representation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my concern. Yeah, I think I think it wasn't high on my priority list to get it. It didn't feel like a a, a, a you must see this on the big screen kind of movie. But I think if Blue Beetle pops up on Now TV or other streaming apps are available. And I'm just looking, and it's I could rent it now, but I couldn't. I couldn't watch it for free on one of my services. When it shows up for free on one of my services, I think I will. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, because I because I, I like that kid, and he's gonna keep showing up, right? In theory, no. I think, I think James, well, Gunn no. James, James Gunn said he will. Whether he actually will, no, he won't. None of them will. Nothing. Uh, Peacemaker isn't happening. James, James Gunn no, wants to do it. that booster gold thing, right? So he'll be. He'll I be think, in that. I think none of it's happening. I think. I think everything from Superman on is fresh, and nothing <laughs> okay. is. But nothing is. I, that's that's my take. the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I could, I could, I could still see myself watching Blue Beetle at some point. If you say it's good, I will probably watch it, but not until then. Mainly because. The stink of it being a TV movie that got pushed into cinemas is just all over it for me. What is it? What, but what is a TV movie anymore, anyway? Right, they're all TV. They're I all just, TV movies. I found, and they're all not. Especially after I saw the trailer, when it was like it was using the Iron Man HUD shots, and it was making, it was emphasizing, you know, the scarab armor, 
as if it was a, a technological suit. I just thought I don't want to see knockoff Iron Man um, in the DC extended universe. Like I, I can think of few things that put me off more. Um, so I would need someone whose opinion I actually respect to say, no, actually this is good and worth watching. Oh, and what so if I said it was good and that. worth watching? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was? What if it? What if me? What if it I, would, me? I right would wait. I would wait six months and ask you again because your opinions <laughs> change so often. I, I am. <laughs> I ain't consistent. That's not one of my things. <laughs> I'm fiery. I'm fiery. <laughs> um, did anyone other than me watch What If season two? Not yet. But mostly because the whilst the Christmas episode a day drop seemed like a good idea, um, in practice, I was far too busy. Yeah. Um. So I watched almost all of them on the day they came out because I'm stunned. You know, we got in, we got into a little routine hmm. of watching them uh, while we were eating. Um. Yeah, I really liked them while you were the... eating Christmas food. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sure. I don't think we watch one on Christmas Day. To be fair. Um. But I think there's one one or two that I think are very good. Most of them, I think, are pretty good. And one or two that I can take or leave. But I Without think, any um, spoilers, give us the, give us the, um, like, the pitch of the two that you think are very good. One is completely original character, a Marvel superhero who is a Native American. Um, Ooh. That that episode, if you watch anything from this series, watch that one episode. It's also entirely in uh, the... I forget which language it is, but it's in a Native American language. Um, that, that one, fucking great. Should have been a movie. Um, I think the other really good one is more of a comedy episode. Uh... It's got it's a Christmas episode set during the Age of Ultron era, uh, with Happy Hogan as the main character, but also um Kat Dennings is in it. And right. <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell comes back. It's it's just good fun. Um What's the what if? It's what if. Well actually, it could be canon, because there's nothing in it that contradicts anything else. <laughs> what if all we could get for this episode was John Favreau? The what if is um, what if Happy Hogan turned into the freak who is an obscure character from a different uh, comic but um, it's good it's really it's really good fun most of the episodes are good there's a really good Iron Man one where it's like what if he went to um, to Sakaar at the end of Avengers Avengers 1 Uh, it's got uh, fun so what it's like world 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 um no uh planet hulk but planet but him on it instead. yeah yeah and it's got um oh, fun, grandmaster fun. in it's all you know they're all good they're all good i like that because the original plan was for him to be off earth after that first yeah avengers movie and the um i think there's a noir episode the first episode is no, like what if nebula was like a noir type detective on um, on Xandar, bizarrely, which it's a it's really solidly put together. But you sort of watch it going like, why am I watching a noir 
thing starring <laughs> Nebula of all people. But no, it's good. Even that's good. They're all good. Well, because it's Christmas Day and, you know, you're with your family. And <laughs> that came out on about the 22nd, I think. But, um, 420, 420. <laughs> yeah, I would say, let me let me check, actually. I'm going to look up the specific reference for that. The, the one good episode, the one unmissable episode, I would say. Uh, it is uh, episode episode six what if kahori reshaped the world watch that one if none of the others and um does it i don't know i don't even know if i care anymore but i'm gonna ask this question anyway does it sort of do any does it infer any wider mcu jobbies (laughs) um no more than the first series did which is to say i mean i would be very surprised if kahori didn't turn up does it Again. does it all does it all come together in a finale like the first one did? Yeah, same same deal. Like Captain Captain Carter's story um resonates throughout the episodes in in various ways. Oh, it's it's Captain Carter again. Yeah, it's not quite the it's not the exact same structure like we put together a superhero team. Um but, but sh- Captain yeah. Carter and the Watcher have a, a through line. Oh, uh, that, so I was. That's also what I was going to ask. Is is the Watcher? Is his story developed? Um, a little, maybe. Do you think he? Do you think he shows up in live action? I think yeah, it would be a good on. choice for him to. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, Jeffrey. After getting, after perhaps getting a a long-awaited Oscar nom, spin that off into what if I played? <laughs> what if I? What if I had a big ass head on? In real? Here's here's <laughs> what my, if my head was big. <laughs> we, he turns up and he says, "What if Uatu the Conqueror?" <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, come on. Crushed it. Fun, I bet you that is on a post-it. I bet you that is on a post-it. If it's not, why isn't it's, it? Uh, Genuinely, that would be good. Not, why right? isn't it? Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. We got who else on the post-it? Common Domingo's up there. I think Calvin Harrison Jr. is up there. I think Damon Idris is up there on a post-it. We're getting away from this, but these are the post-its, right? These are the post-its. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, series two, very good. Watch it. Um, finally, for the skeptic corner. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Did any of us? Oh, did any of us bother? Uh, no. As soon no. as the reviews for that dropped, I was like, uh, "Well, 
that's never because they were too good, right? They were too good, and you were like, well, I, I you know, I can't I have to take a week off work well, afterwards. I'll be, I'll be in a euphoric state. So the the, the first film I thought was, um, was kind of entertaining in its silliness. I didn't expect to like it. And it had enough kind of wacko stuff in there that I was like, oh, this is actually quite a fun ride. And James Wan knows what he's doing with this kind of thing. He's, yeah, it's he's he's crafted a movie that is kind of fun in spite of itself. And all the reviews for the second movie were like, oh, it's kind of like the first one with all the fun stuff taken out. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I think, think pro- probably no then. And like the promotional... The promotion for the film seems to be like everyone going like, yeah, so this is still coming out, isn't it? Yeah, con- contractually obligated to be here. <laughs> Jason Momoa had such a, had such a don't give a shit <laughs> attitude throughout all of that. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess this movie's coming out. Isn't it interesting? Here's a, here's a tape. Uh, here, this is another trip from Russo's Types. Like the end of the DCEU is, I, I think, the end of a few of a few careers as well, and that it's both linked but not linked. You know, I just don't think. I think Momoa's career as that type of star is 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 done. Yeah, I, 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 I don't chapter think chapter of that type of star is done. Cavill, I think, well, done. Cal, Cal, Cal Gadot Gadot has, obviously Gal done. Has has Gal Gadot been a lead outside of Wonder Woman? I'm trying to think. In not any a lead. You're forgetting she's, about. She's had uh, prominent roles, have, right? Have you have you picked up the Heart of Stone, Joseph? Oh, okay, yeah, streaming <laughs> movie. Yeah, um... uh, yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, you know that that um, that Cleopatra Patty Jenkins movie it isn't going to happen. I, no. you know, I think that's her career is over. That that phase of her career it's finished. Well, yeah, as as um... like as. But I would. Whilst I agree with you. I think you could do this for a bunch of leads in the MCU and go, could they be a lead of it? Could they be a, a lead of another, you know, $200 million Evans, yes. movie? Hemsworth, yes. Pratt, yes. Downey Jr., yes. Um, you know, no, Brie think, Larson, I, I, yes. I, I'm like, sorry. It's different, it's different. <laughs> I don't think Brie Larson would be a lead of another. Have um, you taken I, a certain lesson in a certain chemistry? <laughs> I know, I TV, 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 TV. I think... You know, Gal Gadot could be a lead on a a lead on like an action series on Netflix. So, yeah, but I agree. I agree. Like, I think Momoa feels like he's moving on to the next phase of his career, which is probably to turn up as, as villains or supporting <laughs> roles and that, that cameo. kind of stuff. <laughs> Doing things on cameo. I just don't think he's. I think he's Gal Gadot. Not, he's not going to be the dude anymore. But I think I, I I'd be surprised if Henry Cavill completely disappears. Affleck's obviously got a, a, resi- <laughs> a resilient enough career. Um, that he's not going to be tarnished by the Batman of it all. Um, but yeah, I don't think many of the others. Zachary Levy probably wasn't going to be leading a movie of that size before or after this. So oh, I'm forgetting Ray Fisher. Sorry, Ray Fisher, obviously huge star. So that's <laughs> that's my mistake. Obviously huge star. Yeah. Um, no, I think Al Gadot probably next phase. I guess playing Dua Lipa's mum in the Wonder Woman <laughs> movie under James Khan. I don't know. That's, that's a, or, or like an older sister, an an aunt figure. Pretty ages. Yeah, I, I think Pretty I think ages. I think Cavill escapes. Basically, <laughs> that's my answer. I think Cavill is Cavill no, he escapes. Sucks. He's always sucked. No, nah, he was always good in Mission Valley. Impossible. Fine. Yes, with the reloading of the moustache and the punches. That's that was cool. 
his best role, his best ever role. He'll never be better than that. There you go. Shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> okay. He shouldn't have left the witch. Okay, Reese, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's all. That's very true. No, that's no, Joe. You are completely right. Shouldn't have left uh. the witch. Absolutely. What a mistake. <laughs> okay. Well, those are the things we didn't watch for various reasons. Um, I think I've got a couple of questions before we head into the actual awards section. Um, first is Joe. Last year. Uh, I especially extolled the virtues of uh, a certain Marvel special called Werewolf by Night. <laughs> you repeatedly said you would get to it, that you hadn't seen it yet, but you would get to it. It's since, I should remind you at this point, it has since been re-released in colour for people like you who can't watch black and white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched Werewolf by Night yet? No. You realise it's, it's less than an hour long. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I will watch it. I don't want this to turn into a bit where every year I have to ask you if you watched it. Um, I mean, that's, that is tempting now. Honestly, I think I would have been more likely to watch it until I saw that they were re-releasing it in colour and that annoyed me a bit and it, <laughs> it, put it, a bit, it put it a bit further into the future. Do you not want to see how Michael Giacchino directs something? Um, I know. I know. There's a part of you that wants to know what he's like as a director. An orchestra, because he was present at your daughter's birth. If I'm, I might be wrong about that, but I think he was there. Right? <laughs> he was there in person. He helped deliver the child. Famously, I think that's right. Joe, Joe, walk, Joe walked down the aisle to his music. <laughs> yes, I walked down as, the and aisle as his daughters his walked down their aisle. You know? <laughs> oh God! Sorry. Okay. Well, I just, I just thought we'd check in on that, and we'll keep you honest about watching it at some point. Oh yeah, I, won't I, I would. I would like to know what you think of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just for fun, uh, what is the best new release that you saw in 2023? Let's start with Reese. Killers of the Flower Moon. Interesting. Uh, heard of it? You've picked a um, side. You've picked a side in the Marvel versus Scorsese battle. Yeah, I've picked a side in Marvel v Scorsese 2023, 24. Um, yes, this was the best film I saw of the year. I thought it was a really good year for films. I saw so many good films. This was the best one. Uh, it was it was just one of those films that kind of has everything for me. It was uh, it was kind of fascinating performances, compelling stories, wonder you know, incredible scenes, um, incredible scenes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really moving, really like nothing I've seen before. Even though. This is an eight-year-old making his whatever twentieth, twentieth picture. Um, DiCaprio, amazing. Lily Gladstone, what a discovery! And then also just the oh, and De Niro, De Niro is incredible as the, as the villain who those you haven't seen. Um, and yeah, just the structure of it. You know, no, I'm not spoiling it, but it's a film about it, it's a it's a crime story. Uh, you know, mostly around these awful murders that happened um, in the 1930s and then the investigation afterwards. But from the very beginning, from, from the, like the third scene, you, um, you, you know the perpetrators and you sort of broadly know why, uh, or not why, you know the kind of how. Um, and then it's a movie that just is, is just fascinated with, with the why and with just looking at the souls of these people that, that did, you know, it's a true story, did commit these acts and Scorsese just, 
scene by scene is staring into the abyss of of evil or of or of the or of the banality of evil, right? To use the phrase everyone uses about certain interest, like Canada's the Prime Minister is also about that. Um yeah, and it builds to this incredible court sequence. Um and it's also this this the romance the kind of romance, the relationship between Gladstone and DiCaprio is 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 fascinating. It's one of the most interesting relationships between two characters I saw all year. Uh and then it's filled with bravura filmmaking of course incredible visuals wonderful written scenes yeah just the best from my story yeah. yeah and uh for those who 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 said oh it's too long or oh, oh, that was like the the response of that was the, their answer for why they didn't like it or why they didn't see it because it was too long fuck's sake you know come on it's three hours we we spend three hours picking our ass every dang day right come on go and watch a masterpiece this year shut shut the fuck up um yeah best from my story yeah and i saw so many good films so yeah uh, better or worse than the marvels um oh the, the marvels yeah yeah oh i forgot about that i didn't rank that no that was better sorry okay. no that was better yeah okay. no, that's number one sorry Jeremy, what, what was your favorite new release of last year um so um with the caveat that i um had a young baby for most of the year so I didn't get out to the cinema uh so she's she's still around. She's just not as young anymore. Um, <laughs> Had a young baby, yeah. <laughs> she got. Let's just say she got Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> oh God, Restoffers, stop this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I, looking at my list. I saw like in the region of twenty five to thirty new releases last year. Um, my favourites were um, a, a little movie called Barbie, which I thought was great. Um, I thought it was. Uh, you know, a Will Ferrell subplot and a America Ferrara monologue aside, a, a near perfect movie. Um, I really loved David Finch's The Killer, uh, which um, is was surprisingly, I think, ended up being one of my favorite of his movies. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, and then my kind of surprise of the year was I loved, loved, loved Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, which is just uh, like insanely charming, and Rachel McAdams gives a performance that should be getting her a, awards nominations. I don't think it will now, but um, yeah, just just really gorgeous from the director of um, Edge of Seventeen, um, the Haley Seinfeld movie, which is equally mm-hmm. really great, and uh, yeah, had a great time with that. Uh, more fun or less than Guardians of the Galaxy three? Um, more surprising. Okay. Um, so I I've just been looking down my letterbox. I've seen so many good five star movies this year. Uh, I saw News from Home, which is a documentary about nineteen seventies New York, uh, where um the narrator reads letters in French. <laughs> that she sent home to her mother at the time. It was very good. Um, I saw a Triangle of Sadness, which I loved. I cackled all the way through it. Um, See, that counts as a 2022 release for me, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I these, these, these are my right. five-star movies. Uh, Stop Making Sense was another one. Ooh, nice. I think that came James, out that a little bit like before. A uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was re-released. <laughs> re-released hmm. um that's, okay. that's the talking heads concert movie however the best thing i saw was godzilla minus one did either of you catch that no i did 
I I actually can't tell you what happened when I watched that movie. Okay. You will be mad. <laughs> I fell asleep. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Godzilla minus one I, is how... Sorry to tell oh. you, I preferred mo- uh, the, the Apple TV show. Godzilla minus oh, one oh, is yeah, how really you do fun. a blockbuster movie. It was It's a period piece set in the 1940s in post-World War II Japan. Uh, it's, it's a Toho Godzilla movie, which they're allowed to do something like one every five years due to the licensing deal they have. Um, and when they do them, they fucking count. And Shin Godzilla was amazing, and Godzilla Minus One is amazing. Because it, it takes Godzilla and goes back to the original metaphor of like Godzilla as the atomic bomb. And it sort of reimagines Godzilla as the walking representation of one man's trauma from being in uh, the war. And he's a kamikaze pilot who couldn't bring himself to crash his plane. And it's about cowardice and, you know, what happens after you failed and how, how a community puts itself back together after it's been blown up, like in a very literal sense. I fucking loved it. It is like just the most stunning Godzilla movie I've ever seen. And I think like instantly it's up there with the first Godzilla and Shin Godzilla. And I think the only bad thing about it is that I took my girlfriend to see it and she liked it so much. And she, I had to say to her, don't think any other Godzilla movie is as good as that. Like, they're all worse from now on. The only bad thing about it is it sets a standard so impossibly high that no Godzilla movie can can meet it now. Um, and I think compared with the sort of... the trash blockbuster movies that have been coming out from the West, especially this year, you should go and see Godzilla Minus One and go, oh, right, there is still a place for filmmaking that has the kind of popular popular appeal and scale to it and like it can still do something that moves you like there were points in this movie where i was literally weeping because it is that it's that good so see that and stay awake during or if you just fancy a fancy a nap you know (laughs) flop it on (laughs) press play no i was um i had had a long day um and then there was there's a Godzilla gap in the middle, and, and it's replaced by a lot of characters being sad about the war. And I think at that point I went to sleep, and I woke up again, and then oh, and then Godzilla was here, uh, and I did that was bit was good. But, but, but yeah, know, I mean, it was, the it was amazing. Invasion, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> it was longer. It was longer. It was you know, it was a longer sleep I had. In, in <laughs> So anyway, that was our, that was our chance to talk about movies we did love from this year. Um, we're going to go straight in now to the awards. Uh, so the idea here is we'll go through the categories very quickly and we'll try and come on some consensus. So obviously the the fun one we saw always start with is the Howard T. Duck Award for Best Worst Film. And let's let's face it, there is a lot of competition this year. Oh, is there? <laughs> but there are a lot of worst films that could be in this slot. Which of those be... is actually fun to watch? Now, I think the closest is the Marvels. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't think it's quite bad enough, is it? I don't think it's I don't think it's quite bad or quite good enough. I think we I think we have to say unfilled. Yeah. Can, or, or can I can I suggest can we give this award to those Zachary Levi videos? <laughs> <laughs> that was in a way. I mean, they are the worst. They are awful. They are the best. I mean, I would probably rewatch those over any of the, the actual bad movies <laughs> yeah. on this list. So maybe maybe it has to go to Zachary. In Levi's. the spirit of the award, yeah. <laughs> maybe we award it to something that isn't is what you'd call a film. Is Here's what I would nominate. I'd nominate the first Victor Timely episode of Loki. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a real choice in the performance there. Um, or we could nominate. I mean, listen, the the sort of the Modoc shit in Ant Man and the Wasp is like it is so awful, but it's I don't it's know, kind I of crazy. No, it's, it's sort of I, mad that they. No. I'm meltingly bad because doesn't doesn't the yeah. first Victor Timely episode of Loki have the have these have the sexy um, Miss Minutes stuff as well? Isn't it, isn't it the end of that episode <laughs> where Miss Minutes is like, man, I really want it to fuck Kang. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not, Joe, we're not talking about your 1920s pornos, all right? Please, save that. That's for the other part. <laughs> Calm down. Um, I think officially we're going to have to leave it unfilled this year. Which is, you know, I regret it. That's but... bleak. That's kind of bleak. That's a, yeah. That is a sign. That's a bad sign. Uh, best casting is the we next start. the next one. Last best year we awarded casting. best casting to the Ms. Marvel TV show. Which oh, I think so we were right to because that TV cast is the best thing about the yeah. Marvels. I've got a pitch. I've got a pitch. Go on. Go on. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, that's correct. It's, it's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was pretty fucking cool. Spider-Man in general. Ev- everyone knew in that Spider-Man movie is fantastic. And everyone old yeah, is also fantastic. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. Schwartzman is the spot, right? Yeah. Um, who else do you have? <laughs> who else? <laughs> Um, who, who plays Gwen Stacy's dad? Because I've watched the beginning of that for reasons. I've watched that like twice in the last couple of weeks. And who plays Gwen Stacy's dad? Because it's he's amazing, and I, and I I always know that I know him, but I don't know who it is because I think he's doing an act. Who is it? Who is it? Who can is it Walter it Goggins? The fastest is it Goggins? <laughs> it's Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's so good. He's so good. Who obviously? So who who else is? Who else is news? We got Schwartzman. We got Issa Rae as Jessica Drew. Who plays Spider Man India? Karen Sony. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, Ayo Adibri, right? She's in it. Is she? One of the stars of the year. Yes, she is. She is. She, she's in Gwen Stacy's band at the beginning. <laughs> yes, she <laughs> Big role. Huge role. She plays drummer number two. <laughs> Massive role. Oh, Big. it just, you know, it occurred to me. I've We've gone this entire episode without mentioning um, Mutant Mayhem, the, the new tale. Jeremy movie. Allen White's Calvin Klein. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. That too. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. well. That was good. I didn't see it. Uh, was that yeah. good? No, it was good. I should have put it in skipped at corner because you two didn't see it yet. But no, I is... saw it. Oh, did? Oh, of course you did. What did you think? I quickly, I saw it with Evangeline. We both we both had a great time. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't good. think it's quite. I don't think it's quite Spider Verse levels. Uh, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah, correct, correct in every regard. Okay, best casting has been settled then. Uh, here's a here's a fun one for us. Best music. I think it has to go to Across the Spider Verse again because the score on that was incredible. 
And is this the, is this as, best as score as or is it best music on my like? Because I'm trying it's to think. It's best does... music because we only have a best music category, which allows us to consider both score and yeah, uh, needle drops. Guardians, though, it's pretty. I mean, you know, just the I, even just for the creep intro, right? That's a really uh, that was that. I honestly drop. couldn't it's tell fun. you a single song in that movie other than um, Florence and the Machine at the end. Yes, of yes. course. Cool. I mean, Fla- those flaming lips, yeah. James. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, name name two name more than name two songs in spite of us. Just all the all the score, the whole score. Mm. The the Marvels should be the winner of this for the musical sequence and the fact that it's not says a lot about that sequence. Mm. Um, uh, Loki, the Loki, the music in that in that final sequence, that final eight minute sequence that Reese was talking about in the in the finale is incredible. But again, and the music in, and the I'm, music in like the music in Loki is generally very good. Natalie Holt, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I will quit the podcast if you give it to Loki. <laughs> I just will. I will end the record. I will take my AirPods out, and as we know, that corrupts the file. Uh, so my vote is Guardians three. Controversially, that's my vote, and obviously there are three of us, so we will have a vote. My Far from my vote to James then, because I didn't I didn't care for the Guardians three soundtrack. <laughs> Victory. Fuck. <laughs> well, okay. you've got a chance. Please. You've got a chance I'm to address the Loki balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was because it sucked. The Loki music. And you was sucked great. too. No, the Loki Season music. Season one. Season one. It was the same. They just pressed play on the. They just pressed play on the same music. Oh, that is, that is a bad take. <laughs> yeah, my segment reaches bad takes. They suck. The takes are bad. Well, maybe maybe Loki can pick something up in this category, which is best costume. No, because he because his shirt was too small and his lapels were too big. But, no, I know, think you mean the final costume, right? The helmet for the helmet. Yeah, stupid. maybe, or sure. you know, maybe oh, yeah. Mobius's brown suit or whatever. You know, lots of um, good costumes in Loki. Hmm. Were they better than the costumes in the other movies? That's the question. Were they better? Here's than my them? crazy vote. Oh, I'm, oh dear. I'm, I'm <laughs> just because you just never thought this could ever exist on screen. And listen, it looks terrible, but there's something crazy about. If you say um, Modoc, I'm gonna Modoc. Get the fuck out! <laughs> it's mad. It's mad that they did that. Yeah, and it doesn't about, work. It's crazy, and they, they shouldn't have done it. What about Nicolas Cage's <laughs> yeah, Superman Lives costume finally making it to the screen? <laughs> decent. I was thinking. Um, what What about Nick Fury's new costume? That's what I was going to say. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson's iconic eye patch and beanie. When he gets his beanie, when he gets yeah. his new coat out, <laughs> the yeah. special draws. Jesus. <laughs> um, my my serious my serious suggestions. I uh, I don't know if it counts. It's, it's costume design. The the but it's I think it's probably the animation that's cooler is the Spider Punk. Yeah, I mean they so, they have improved the the Spider Punk design from the comics as well because they made it more punky. Um, yeah. In in the comics, he's basically just wearing a Spider Man costume with a vest over it. But, but I think I think I probably did. Yeah, the the final Loki design is is cool. I'm happy to. I just think also because Spider Man will just win lots of other categories. I'm kind of okay with that. The, the Loki costume, even though I disagreed with the sort of emotional moment, you know, the arc piece of the episode, it looked pretty fucking cool. And I was so glad to see him break out of that, you know, Zara 
children xxxxx <laughs> size zero minus 300 white shirt so I, I was really pleased to see to see that okay well i'm going to put a yeah, protest vote that. in for spider-man but i think loki wins it then no democracy baby <laughs> uh best couple is the next category so just uh, <laughs> throw some ideas out there we've got ant-man and the wasp uh-huh. we've got nick fury and his green wife <laughs> We've got uh, Loki, Loki and Mobius. Oh. Um, we've got I don't know Gamora and hmm. Chris Pratt. No, they're not Star Lord. No, um, Loki, Miles Loki and Gwen. And, it's got to be Miles Loki and, and Gwen, Sylvie. Surely. Yeah, but Miles and Gwen aren't aren't a couple, are they? Flash and the Flash. <laughs> that was quite well. That's probably my my vote. I think the two the two Barry Adams. Maybe no, I think I, I think the the Miles and <laughs> the Miles and Gwen pairing is is like cute in a relatively teenage way. Like, they're not, but they're not in it enough in the movie, right? And, it, and, and the and the movie is their relationship being strained. It is strained by the end, but there's a lot of cuteness before it. No, but she's lying to him the whole way through. She had her reasons. How's um? How's Uatu and uh, Captain Carter? <laughs> and what if? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Hydra Stomper Steve and um, Captain Carter. I've got it. I've got it. It's, it's Rocket, Rocket, and that little ferret. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Nice, yes. 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 Nice yes. 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 Can anyone remember can you name, the can you ferret's name? The name? <laughs> you, you, moon or something? Because she was looking. Was she looking up or something? Right. Or she liked to eat. Was it carrot? Was it carrots or radishes or something? My name's radishes. It's, it's Lila. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same, same as what I said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course, voiced by. Oh, it's um, it's uh, Hawkeye's wife, right? I just, I just said, I just said Linda, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Oh. I okay. remembered um, without hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank. We have that kind of that sort of soul sync. I love it. Our next category is best villain. High evolutionary. Highest, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think Miguel O'Hara best antagonist, but high evolutionary yeah, best villain. Spot, he was great. The spot was is fascinating. Spot's yeah. fun, but he's kind of like he get he, he gets to villain status. He doesn't start out there, does he? He's more like yeah. a, a joke to he, begin with. You could see him win this category for movie three when it comes out in you know twenty eighty seven. But yeah, high, high evolutionary. He was just. That was just a kind of star-making performance in some ways, and it was he was just fucking going for it, and he had material, and he had you know a pre-existing a, a, a grievance with one of the Guardians, if you can call it that. Uh, yeah, he was so good. He was that was that was one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was great. Genuinely, properly scary. What was the guy? And called? the actor's name is. Can anyone recall? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I would, well, the actor's name is Chukwudi Iwuji. Oh, he was good. He was so good. I can't. Um, what was the what was the name of Kingsley Benadire's character? Gravic. 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 Fucking terrible villain, but but not in no way the fault of Kingsley Benadire. No fault of Kingsley Benadire. Who was probably the best thing about that show? With his as we discovered, Welsh accent. Mendelssohn. I think Mend- uh, Mendelssohn was great. Remember the scene when he's in the pub, he just eats like the Yorkshire pudding? Great. No, he oh, eats, a, he eats a fry-up with a pint of beer. 
That's right. It's the most confusing. It's the most confusing scene in that show. That's how I start all my days. (laughs) Um. (laughs) What? Yeah. One at one p.m. Um. So, best hero. Who do we think? Last year it was Ms. Marvel. This year, Mm. Miles Morales. Is it Ms. Is it Ms. Marvel again? (laughs) It might be. Looking at the list. I mean, Spider-Punk, I think, would be... Spider-Punk is definitely in the, mix, the, the breakout he's... success of that movie. Yeah. I think he's probably a bit... But he doesn't really do that much heroic he stuff. Would, the, he would be the, the first movie. to tell you he wasn't a hero. The most heroic thing he does yeah. is give Miles his... Uh, sorry, give mm. Gwen the, the bootleg universe hopper thing. Mm. Um, it's not I, Miss Marvel, because hmm. she doesn't she, she don't do anything in that movie. I She's think great. it's Miles... She's fun, but she don't do anything. It's it's not it's not Miles because Miles is actively refuting the hero's journey in that movie. Mm. He's going, yeah, well, but, but but what if I didn't? Um, um and I, it is then fair enough. What, You're that, right, Jay. Is it one of Star Lord or Rocket? Um, Star Lord kind of in the first half of that movie, and Rocket in the second. Yeah, I think it might be Star Lord. I think Star Lord might be the best hero of the year in a re- Redemption Tour twenty twenty three. I don't love it. I don't love it, but it's hard to argue against, isn't it? <laughs> it's not Loki. Is it's not. It? It's not any of the Marvels. It's definitely not either of the Flashes. It could be Batman. Do you want Batman? <laughs> Which that, I was think. I was. I was honestly thinking it could keep. But he does some heroic shit. He dies in the line of duty a several times, times. I think. Yeah. <laughs> not not of the Dexter times. Um, <laughs> no, because that movie's too stinky to do. It's not Ant Man. It's not Ant Man. It's not Nick Fury. Is it? Is it our, ev- everyone's favorite <laughs> terrorist, Amelia Clark? <laughs> oh, God, is it Blue Beetle? <laughs> I know that obviously. <laughs> No, I, I'm throwing my weight behind Star Lord, who just wants to save his little raccoon friend. Yeah, I can't. Can I just? I can't. Mm. I can't do better than that. Can I upspin that as slightly? Because it just doesn't feel good. Can I say it's the Guardians as a whole, as a team? No. Because there is something cohesive. No, okay. All right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Star-Lord. It's Star-Lord. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, best screenplay. <laughs> now, given that half of the things we looked at this year were mostly <laughs> improvised, I would say. It's Guardians because it has a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, is it the Zach Levi video? <laughs> yeah. I just wonder. No, it's Guardians. <laughs> Move on. It's Guardians. It's, it's Guardians. It is Guardians. Uh, Fine. Best director, I think James Gunn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Spider-Verse was the, the work of three different people. Mm. And um, feel and 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 as we found out was probably very producer led as well. Yeah, quite. Also, I think I think if you think about the MCU bullshit this year, like that again, that I said earlier, but that it makes the achievement that Gun got that movie over the line in that way even even more yeah. impressive. So yeah, James I think Gun. Yeah, yeah. Nice, easy one. Uh, best supporting actress, Iman Vellani. Yeah, is she a yes. supporting character yes. in that movie? Yes. Yes. All right then. Okay. 
<laughs> I just I want to stick in a um, good word for Haley Steinfeld though, because she carries a lot of that Spider Verse movie. Yeah, as as I've previously, I think... I've, I've I've made this point in the past. Voice performances don't count. <laughs> not real acting, don't is it? Dudes, the Joey. It's not real acting if you don't, you know, put on a wig. Also, like like snaps, but snaps for snaps for what am I doing? Zoe Saldana in Guardians Three. I think I think that was quite a hard yeah. a hard soup to swallow. Yeah. What am I doing with some of this some of this shit? Um, I think that's a really good performance. Interesting, and you know, I, I remember on the on the pod at the time, I said I really connected with that being a, like kind of a story about, and you know, this was some shit that James Gunn was fed to to make a movie out of yeah. in terms of the character dynamics. But it's a story about uh, you know having to work with your ex after you've broken up, basically. And I think kind of Saldana in her role in that just plays that really nicely, really well, and really brings that out of the of the material. So I think she's really good in that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sa- Sasha Kali does her best with not much in mm. um, a Supergirl in the Flash. Michelle Pfeiffer is probably the best performance in Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> just try, just try to throw out some support, some you know, some praise <laughs> for some of the yeah. supporting performances. Uh, Olivia Colman sure. is 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 fun when she shows up. Oh yeah, she invasion. was good. She was good. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I still, I still think Amanda Lani is comfortably the answer to this question. Yeah, because she's the she's mm. most of the reason that film is watchable. So yeah, mm. uh, best supporting actor. Oh, who's good? Michael Keaton in the Flash. Oh, um, 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 um. Yeah, ch- yeah, high evolutionary. High right? evolutionary, maybe. Ch- Chakudi Uji. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Voice performances don't count, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Count is cartoon. I was. It was a little joke I was making. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyone in Loki? High evolutionary. I think it's. I think it's high evolutionary. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. He's fun. He has that. Fun, he has that really good monologue in the last episode as well. Mm. But I think though that the high evolutionary is he's he's doing more. That's a more. Yeah. It's a more out there performance. He's going for it. It's star making. I I think for me it's it's so him. It's, it's Uji. Uh, best lead actress then. Lead actress. Yeah. So mm, our options mm, are mm. Iman Vellani. No, we, she can't be supporting and lead actress. <laughs> we only gave her that, didn't you're we? You're a terrible oh. person, Reese. <laughs> that's that's on me. <laughs> I genuinely. Uh, you I forgot the thing that we said uh, maybe thirty seconds ago. <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm so focused on my list. I'm just staring at these seven movies and things. I'm just staring at them fixatedly. <laughs> See what um, was good. Okay, from Saldana. Me. Saldana. Um. Yeah. I think she the was only, the lead, but I think the only the only female performance that I would qualify even as a lead is Brie Larson. <laughs> maybe, maybe well, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, eventually, Lily is a lead. I guess in Secret Invasion, <laughs> if we were counting voice performances, it would be Haley Steinfeld, but we're not. Again, yeah, I, I, I I'm happy with Steinfeld. But I don't think she's in enough of that movie. <clears throat> but I think she's such an integral part of the the journey. You know, 
But again, I think it is tough to compare a voice performance with a lead performance. No, I mean, I'd be happy uh, to give it to that, who, Haley Stanfold, who is giving a good voice performance versus Brie Larson, who's giving a bad performance. Is it, yeah, I mean, is it Dakota Johnson in the Madden World trailer? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Is that what we should do? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to say Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> Let's yeah, say Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Let's do it. Best lead actor. Is it Chris Pratt for Star Lord? Uh, is it Chris no. Pratt? Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's better than in the previous movies, that's for sure. It's Chris Pratt's best performance. And he was good in the first one. It is definitely, yeah. Like, best performance. It's his best performance. Oh, Hands down, yeah. Yeah. It's not Tom okay. Hiddleston. Okay. Yeah. It's, no. not, it's not a voice performance. It's no one in the Marvels. It's not, not Ezra Samuel Miller. Jackson. It's yeah. not Paul Rudd. It's not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, we we're really we're out of options. <laughs> it's Chris The only other option, I guess, for Guardians, the only other thing I'll throw out, he was good though. Who was what? He was good though. Bradley Cooper, he said. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Bradley sorry, Cooper. You, you dropped out. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Be fun to celebrate him for his work. You know, he needs the help. He's not going to get a nomination <laughs> for Maestro. Hit the poor little lad in each other, help he can get. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with either of them. Oh, I get to be the decider then. Um, let's say Bradley Cooper, because he's done three movies of yes. being fairly, oh, yeah. you know. He's done eight movies. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. He's done a lot of, <laughs> a lot of performances as Rocket. Yeah. And we don't often acknowledge that he's actually really good there. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh best film we already decided in previous years we did best new film um tick tick yeah <laughs> last we year done... barbarella won have we done worst film um so the the, <laughs> the worst film this year is ant-man and the wasp quantumania yeah oh yeah christ yeah um and the, only and because the... secret invasion isn't a film or it's the madam web trailer <laughs> okay hall of fame I'm going to read out the list of people who are in the Hall of Fame. Nick Cage, Hayley Atwell, Sam Raimi, Hugh Jackman. While I'm doing this, by the way, mentally tick off all the people who we put in there because we thought they would never get a chance to go in there again and who have since returned to those roles. Uh, Michael Keaton, Laurie Petty, Stan Lee, Vincent D'Onofrio, Heath Ledger, J.K. Simmons, Marcus McFeely, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Wesley Snipes, Chadwick Boseman, Adam Weston, Burt Ward, Scarlett Johansson, Toby Maguire, Christopher Reeve, Michael Giacchino, and Patrick Stewart. So last year um, we tried Sam Jackson, right? We've got it. If I if bet- Samuel L. Jackson's not already in there, then well, you didn't read him out. I don't well, think, no, because right? he if he wasn't on the list that Joe read out last year, then uh. he's not in there. And no, if I, he I isn't in we, there, I, I think, think we he should text- be. We've just kept waiting, but yes, let's put let's put Sam Jack in. Let's if look at only these... to stop him making another secret invasion. Yeah, I mean he'll be in more. <laughs> he'll be he'll be in more stuff, but it's about time. Uh, no one from Ant Man and the Wasp is allowed in there. <laughs> Michael um, Douglas turned away at the door. Or the Flash. Or the Marvels yet. What about what about Tommy Hids? Could be it for him. Uh, I feel like he's coming back, but yeah, but, uh, has, yeah, but even has he even done his so. best work already? Though is the question. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. 
he did the first. He was the villain in the first Avengers movie, and he yeah. was great. And that was the that was the high point. And every time he comes back, he diminishes that performance. Party man. Um, okay. Party man. How many slots are there? How many like? Oh, what, are we, what are the states of this day? Three is what we <laughs> have agreed. <laughs> Fine. Um, you want to put some more women in there? Is there any more women we can get in there? Because at the moment, should, should we just? Should we just put Iman Vellani in there? No, it's too soon. Have these doors? She'll have a chance. Haley Steinfeld will have a chance, but it's too soon for both of them. Their best is ahead of them. Oh, I've got one. I guess Amelia Clark has to go in. I guess Amelia Clark has to go in. No, 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 I've got it. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) No, fuck you. Michelle Pfeiffer can... She can go in for Catwoman. Yeah, for, for Catwoman. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. For Catwoman, yes, fine, fine, and was then fine. and was then in Ant Man two. So she she has more than one role, and we don't talk about this. Mm. Um, and that's that. Michael Shannon came. What about back. here's a t- <clears throat> Or do we want to put James Gunn in there? Or again, no, we will again, get no, more chances. No, he, he could he could be about to bury the entire superhero <laughs> genre. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains uh, of waste. Uh, um, no, I think we leave. I think we leave it there. Yeah, we don't want to. Hmm. Don't want to cram the cram the place too full yet. Okay, great. We crushed it. We did. We have crushed another cuppies. And the first one that I was required to host, so I'm, I'm glad we didn't mess things up completely. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, well done, well done, you. Yeah. Joe, shall I throw to you to explain what's happening next? Yes. So, listeners, um, we are changing up the format of the podcast in terms of what, uh, particularly in terms of what is on the main feed. Uh, so, obviously, what what had been on the main feed was uh, news episodes. Um, and we would like to get back to more regular discussions of films, uh, because we still like, uh, jumping on these Zoom calls and, and talking about movies, the three of us. Um, but obviously, as we've discussed in the past, the kind of the, the quality and the, the quality of superhero movies has waned and the quantity of them isn't really enough to, um, to to fill up the main feed. So what we are going to have is um, fortnightly podcasts on the main feed where we discuss a movie, but we are not going to be constrained by superhero movies anymore. We are just going to talk about what we want to talk about. Um, and how that will work is we are going to rotate who is picking what we're talking about each week. It might be a new release. It might be an older movie. Um, in the first week, I will pick, and then it will be... Um, Let's say it'll be Reese in week two. It'll be James in week three. And then we will have a guest on in in, in the fourth week who will uh, select something for us all to watch. Um, and yeah, as I say, those will be fortnightly. So we'll almost have like two month rotations of those uh, of those four episodes. And then we'll go back to the start and we'll start again. So fortnightly episodes on the main feed. The first episode is my choice. We're going to be talking about a new release. We're going to talk about poor things. Um, so that's episode one. Meanwhile, on the Patreon, the Patreon will continue. We will still talk about the big superhero stuff on there. We will have, um, you know, if there's uh, 
if there's a big new movie out or a big new TV show, we'll still discuss it and we will kind of like listen to you of on you know what you want to hear on there. So you know, if something shows up on Netflix like a like a Jupiter's ending and you and you guys aren't bothered, <laughs> we we won't cover it. Uh, but if it feels like you know big and new, like a Deadpool movie or the new DC stuff that's coming up or whatever, we will. Um, so that's that's the plans for the podcast moving forwards, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But obviously, in terms of content, it means you're kind of getting the same stuff on Patreon as you were doing before, but there'll be more stuff on the main feed. Um, and hopefully, you like that and listen to that. And um, you know, I think it'll I think it'll be quite like a a wide variety of things that we cover. Yeah, so that's that's the plan moving forwards. I personally am we just, we just, looking yeah. forward to making you guys watch some absolute nonsense. <laughs> got Godzilla minus one. <laughs> uh, I hope you... <laughs> you should watch that anyway. Yeah. I hope you like nonsense cartoons from the 1980s. Put that on around 11.45pm, Joe. Put that on and then nice little, uh, <laughs> nice little fade out. You dick. Nice little fade out for, for the game. Yeah. Um, no, listen, listen, listeners, we just like... Listen, we love you. We love obviously we love you all individually and and as a group. We love you all so much. But we just like hanging out with each other mostly, <laughs> the three of us. And we just want to do this a, a bit more regularly and a bit more, a bit less attached to things that we uh, increasingly uh, don't like and have <laughs> negative emotions towards. So <laughs> we thought, why don't we just talk about films that we actually we like? And as as opposed to we know like it, uh, and we'll talk for you know a couple of hours, an hour or two um, about things we like, and we'll hang out, and uh, yeah, you know that's it's just going to be it's going to be like having a, having a good time with your with your old pals. That's what it's going to be like. Old pals. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, I'm 21, so I'm very young <laughs> still. But yeah, these two these two men are, are very very old with children. Just to be clear, the uh, the movies we'll be covering on Patreon, or likely exclusively on Patreon, for 2024. Got Madam Web, got, which I know you're all looking forward to. We will cover Madam Web, absolutely. That is, that is coming out next month, allegedly. Yes. According to a thing I googled, February. It doesn't feel like a February release, does it? But there it is. Um, so next month on the Patreon, Madam Web, July, Deadpool 3, August, Craven the Hunter, uh, October, Joker 2, November, Venom 3. Um, and then also I want to point out TV wise, uh, we'll, we may have an episode on Echo, although given that it's not come out weekly, maybe we won't. We'll have to see. I am very keen that we cover X-Men 97 when that comes out in probably a few months. Also this year, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, formerly Agatha Coven of Chaos, formerly Agatha House of Harkness. Uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, formerly Spider-Man Freshman Year. Freshman Year. <laughs> Freshman Year. Maybe The Penguin is coming out. Maybe Eyes of Wakanda. I think it, I think it is. Do you know Ironheart? Was, no way, Iron, no way. The Ironheart TV show was filmed in 2022. It still doesn't have a release date. Incredible. Yeah, because they're worried it's 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 too good. That's interesting, isn't it? It's too damn good. <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. So maybe Ironheart will come out this year. Maybe it won't come out at all. Who knows? But if it does, we will cover it on Patreon as as before. So yeah, lots of lots of content incoming. Much of it free. 
But they're really good. <laughs> they're stuff. really good they're stuff. Really good stuff. If you, you want to hear us really Ooh. complain about a movie, you're gonna have to. Yeah. You're gonna have yeah. to pay. <laughs> you're gonna have to pay as much as honestly, three dollars a month. It's it's high. It's not low. It's actually kind of high. <laughs> it's uh, not gone up with inflation. No, that's true. It's cheaper than it was a year ago. <laughs> so that that wraps up our 2023 uh, retrospective. Another another year of the podcast. Who would have thought? We'll be back in a few weeks covering poor things, which you can find in cinemas now and should, I think. And that, I think that's the new name for the for the three of us, right? <laughs> poor things. Poor things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, poor thing. Offer the listeners who have to endure it. (laughs) We're doing this for you. (laughs) As ever, you can find us on. uh, You can't really find us on Twitter anymore. I deleted it because I just I couldn't couldn't take any more. You can Uh, find us on Letterboxd. You can find us on Letterboxd. I am Cineverse James over on Letterboxd. I'm Joe Cunningham fourteen. I think. <laughs> I am, I think, Reese. <laughs> Reese is. We'll get better at this. We'll get better at the letterbox uh, promotion. Yes. But as ever, thanks for listening. We will be back soon. It is Joe Cunningham 14. A check. Glad, glad to hear. Bye, podcast. Bye, podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.